Hey, we are the Midday Referral Network, and this is our podcast. Check it out. Hi, I'm Meryl Loeschner, Chief Storyteller and Podcast Producer for Smith Douglas Associates. Today, I sat down with Howie Mann from Quick Commercial Capital to talk about the lifeblood of any successful business, access to cash flow. What happens when you need a loan to grow and your bank says no? There are more options out there than you think. Take a listen. Thanks for joining us again today. I am with Howie Mann with Quick Commercial Capital. Why do business owners go to you instead of going to a bank? Basically, since 2008, the federal government has come down uh, heavily on banks because they don't want to have to bail them out a second time. So what they've done is they've made very strict guidelines for banks with which to offer the loans. If you don't have a certain level of credit score or your tax returns are not what they want to see, you're going to get turned down. And that's going to be about 60 to 70% of the time. So those banks will then come to people like myself and say, can you help these clients? I will then take these clients to private lenders and to much smaller banks that may have more flexibility than the larger banks. Interesting. So it's a choice between you and the loan sharks? Yes, um, but not quite, because even the private lenders are not that high. They'll be a couple of points higher than a conventional bank, but they are my last resort. I do have a series of smaller regional banks, happen to be of different nationalities like Korean, Chinese, Spanish, Greek. Uh, They are very hungry for business in America, and they make it quite simple. One of the banks even said to me, credit scores do not matter to us. More importantly, we need to see cash flow. How is this, how's this client going to pay back the loan that we give them? Which is always a good question to ask when you're loaning someone money. Yes, yes. Are there certain types of businesses that use your services more than others? What types of businesses can you help? Yes, another good question. Getting back to what I said about the banks being strict, there are organizations and firms out there. There are nonprofit firms. There are cash-oriented businesses like motels, um, car washes, gas stations, restaurants are very big. Cannot go to a bank. A bank, just a conventional bank today, does not want to deal with them. They have to see everything up front. And once again, if I can show the cash flow to the smaller banks or the private lenders, they will get the loan. We, we will loan at least 95% of the people that come to me for these loans. So when businesses come to you for a loan, do they need to show you their business plan? Very good. They need to show me a personal resume and a business plan. Uh, They still want to see the tax returns. They still want to see the personal financial statement from the person. They want to see, really, it's the person they're dealing with. Does that person have a history in that business? Is this his first rodeo? They don't want to be in, in the same rodeo with somebody who's first getting into this. And that's very similar to something that I do fix and flip loans. Okay, that'll only be private lenders. Um, the banks do not do fix and flip loans, but they want to see if you've done three, four, or five fix and flips already, they know that you know what you're doing and you're actually going to get a much better rate. So the more history you can show them as to ha- having done fix and flips in the past, you'll get a better rate. So if I'm one of those people on HGTV that are buying old houses, fixing them up, and flipping them, 
Going to you would be a better bet than trying to get a mortgage from uh, Chase. Oh, you're wasting your time. It's 100% better to come to somebody myself. My job is to go and find these private lenders that have that niche, like a fix and flip or nonprofits. And when I find that niche, it's usually the very best rate that they can get. Right now, I have a fix and flip lender. I don't mention names, but he's not even in New York. He's down south, and he's incredible for what he does. And he gives us the, it's really the lowest rate in the country. And to add even something better is that my client in this situation doesn't usually have to pay me. That fix and flip person will pay me. If I'm starting a restaurant, so there's going to be a difference between, I just graduated from the culinary and I want to open my own restaurant versus Mario Batali coming to you and saying, I want to open a new restaurant. Yes, a huge difference. Again, if you show the history, you'll get there much sooner. But for somebody who's just coming out of the Culinary Institute, we do have something called an SBA loan, and that's Small Business Administration. It's an arm of the federal government that tries very hard to bring about more economic growth within America, and they offer what's called an SBA loan. And what that is, is that the, the actual bank that's giving the loan is only on the hook for 15%. And what happens is when you have an SBA lender like that, like a bank that does this, they want to have a banking relationship with that client. So they will ask that, that client or that future client to make a deposit into their bank. And that way they're forming a relationship. And it helps that specific bank because banks could only lend money up to 90% of the deposits in the bank. So if you get more SBA people putting deposits into the bank, it makes the bank more powerful as to their lending power too. And every bank that I've dealt with will offer an SBA loan. You mentioned nonprofits before. What sort of loans do nonprofits need? Um, Say it's a church or a temple and they're putting an addition onto their building. Um, Say they're just renovating their existing building and they need a loan, okay? A lot of banks don't want to give nonprofits loans and it sounds silly, but I asked one, why don't you do that? And they say, well, in in the event that the church can't pay us, we don't want to take God to court. We don't want to sue God. I mean, it's not going to work. The judge is going to always see in the church or the synagogue's favor, and we're going to lose that battle. So we don't want to get into that in the first place. So I take those people, again, to a somebody down south who is known for making church and synagogue loans. And see, that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you, Merrill, is that my job is to be in the know and know where to bring that borrower. Where can I cut through all the red tape and get it done quickly? As, the company, as my company name says, Quick Commercial Capital. Where do you find people like this? Where do you find organizations and banks and small lenders and independent lenders? I find them by basically being referred from one to the other. Uh, the banking industry is tremendously friendly to lenders and brokers because they know we can bring them business. It also works the other way. If the bank can't give a loan, they might come to me and say, can you help my client? Can you get them this loan that they need? Another source, a couple of sources, are attorneys and accountants are very good for me. Because when somebody or business needs money and the bank says no to them, they're probably going to go to somebody that they trust. And who is that? Their, per, their business attorney, their personal attorney, or their accountant, who 
knows everything about them and says, by the way, I have this nice guy, Howie. Why don't you give him a call? This doesn't sound like a career you get a degree in. How did you end up here? My prior life was owning a copier company for 20 years. And what I noticed before I sold my company is that so many commercial businesses needed money. And they were getting turned down by banks. And the only thing I can offer them was if it was equipment, I could finance it, the equipment through a leasing company. But if it wasn't equipment, I had to say, no, I, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And then when I sold the company, I was retired for about three weeks because I couldn't stand retiring retirement. I then opened this company. Uh, and thank goodness, I'm very, very busy. Finding the clients that need money is not the issue. They find me. Finding the place to put them and getting them the money quickly, that's my challenge. How do you find clients? I'm assuming it's a lot of word of mouth. It's basically word of mouth, a tremendous amount in networking. This is a new thing for me doing a podcast. Uh, and again, the attorneys and accountants will feed me you know, their, their clients um, because they've known me for years. Believe it or not, I know some of them for 20 years because they were my copier clients. What are some of the biggest challenges of your job? The biggest challenge, I would say, is to get it done as quickly as possible because you have to remember there is a bit of frustration in these clients already when they come to me because they've been turned down possibly from one, two, or three major banks. So now they're in a hurry. Now they have to get it done. They might lose the property that they put a deposit on if they can't get the money in time because I do a lot of commercial mortgages a lot of buildings and properties, uh, cellular towers, anything and everything that the client is not living in. If they're living in it, it's considered a residential mortgage. I don't do residential. I only do commercial. You've been doing this job for a while. What are some of your great success stories that you'd like to share? I think one of the best success stories that I can offer is when a client comes to me and there's certain kind of challenges within getting them that loan. They might be geographically undesirable for most of the banks. Say they're in, I have, they're, they're in upstate New York. I have a client 30 miles from the Canadian border in the middle of nowhere. And most banks do not want to take care of that client. Then I find out it's a motel, which is also a challenge because it's a cash business. But you learn things as you're doing this, and this was referred to me by an accountant. And this specific motel owner has more than one motel. And he is a lovely Indian gentleman. And I found out that 65% of the motels in America are owned by Indian families. They possibly live in the hotel, they work seven days a week, and similar to a McDonald's franchise owner having three and four franchises for McDonald's, these families usually have more than one motel. So getting the bank to say, okay, I'll go up to 35 miles south of the Canadian border to inspect this motel for you and hope that it works, that's, that's a challenge. Uh, if it wasn't challenging, these clients would all just walk into a large bank that we all know their names of, and they would get the loan right away. So my job has to come along with these challenges. What are some of your favorite clients? My favorite clients, that's a good question. It's usually the client, believe it or not, with excellent credit. 
and excellent tax returns. And you may say to me, why would they come to you and not go into a major bank? Because there are certain types of loans that major banks do not want to do. One that I'm working on right now is a apartment house in Suffolk County that's going up, and it's considered ground-up construction. A major bank doesn't want to give money for that because that job's going to take six months to get done, and then maybe another six months to a year before the money rolls in to that apartment house. So they're sitting with money dormant for all those months and not getting them any interest on it. Or in the God forbid, maybe something goes wrong, they've lent that money, and now they're on the hook for that money. So ground up construction is, is a loan that a bank doesn't want to do. Previously, we spoke about nonprofits. They don't want to do those loans. Um, but that's that's fine. I, I like the challenge, again, of those loans. And again, those people could have excellent credit. It's just that the bank doesn't do that kind of loan. And again, there are only three or four on Long Island that'll do ground up construction loans. But the average everyday person doesn't know about those banks. And that's what I find for them. Do you have customers coming back to you for different kinds of loans? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's normally, say, a restaurant who borrowed money from us and, or the lender that I told them to go to. And all of a sudden they realize, you know what? I came up short. I need more money. And they can come back to us and we can get them even more money. Um, a lot of times it's a restaurant that wants to open up either a second restaurant or they want to add on like a patio, an outdoor patio in the back or another bar area. Because I don't have to tell you, that's where so much of their money comes in through the bar. Do you ever find a lender for the woman who wanted the horse farm? That's an interesting story. Uh, no, not as yet. I, well, I shouldn't say that because, yes, we did find them a lender, but part of the loan was that she needed a cosigner. And unfortunately, we, she has not yet found a cosigner. That's, that's a problem. And there are others. Another woman who I'm speaking to is opening up a pharmacy right now. And she has gotten approval of her SBA, but things happen. And it's never done until you're at the closing table and getting that client the money. This particular woman, unfortunately, signed a lease with a building owner. And all of a sudden, at the last minute, he decided, no, I'm not going to pay for the HVAC. You're going to have to pay for it. And that was a big stumbling block. She didn't want to have to pay for it. He promised her. And, and I advised her, I think it's best for you to back out because right now that shows what kind of landlord you're going to have in the future. So I not only get money for people, but I advise people too because they're coming in completely naive. They don't know anything about what they're looking for as far as a loan. The banks and the lenders are giving them the money and looking through all their charts and seeing their personal history and their tax returns. And it's really a numbers game for them. But myself, I need to hold their hand. I need to advise them and say, you know what, maybe you should step back. Maybe this isn't the right loan for you. Let me keep looking. If you have a, a business beginner show up looking for money and they give you their business plan, do you sometimes sit down and go, oh, sweetie, no, let's, let's work on this? A very good question. I'm very fortunate to have a relationship with an organization that works within SUNY at Farmingdale. And these are, it's a nonprofit organization. It's not part of SUNY at Farmingdale, but they have space on the campus. And these very intelligent, I, I want to say 10 to 15 people, 
will literally sit with a new person who comes to them with an idea and write a business plan for them. It's going to save them at least four to $5,000 in legal fees to have that business plan made up by these people who do it every day and they know what lenders are looking for. So that's another way I can advise my client if they don't have that business plan in hand. Is that SCORE? No, it's SBPC, I believe. It's four initials. SCORE is the executives that are retired. That's a, that's a completely different organization. But I'm, I'm probably, I would think that they would do the same thing. If someone's listening to this and thinking, hmm, maybe, what's, what's a good client for you? The good client is usually somebody, I hate to say this, that had been turned down by a bank already, maybe once or twice, and they've run to their attorney or their accountant and they've come to and say, I'm at my roots end, what can I do? Who could help me? And I'm in front of those accountants and attorneys. And if it's not me as Howie Mann, maybe that attorney or accountant will know another commercial broker that could help them. And that's, that's their job too, is to advise their clients. Are there any sort of clients that you will just not take on? Yes. I had a client a while ago that basically he was in bankruptcy. However, he came out of it and he was making payments on time. And then every time that I was trying to get him approval for the loan, unbeknownst to me, he declared bankruptcy again. So I kept seeing that I'm wasting my time here and you're not being honest with me. So that's what you have to have. If you don't have an honest client, because I'm, I'm really in their corner. It's a team. I'm trying to help them. If they're not being honest with me, then I have to say, you know what? It's best that we part ways. I don't take any money down, so I'm not taking a deposit. A lot of brokers ask for that ahead of time because they feel they could work for three or four months and then come up short without absolutely nothing if they don't get the loan for the client. I do not deal like that. I don't ask for any money up front. I realize it's a gamble, and I make that estimated uh, that, that estimate whether I can actually get this loan done for them before I even begin the process. If the banks turn them down and you turn them down, what else is there out there? I hate to say it, it's a cliche, but there's family and friends. Um, and there's also what you mentioned. There's probably loan sharks out there that give them personal loans. But I, again, I don't go that way. I run a very, very honest business. I, I don't recommend somebody to, that would, would do that. I would tell them, you know what? I do have a couple of agencies that can clean up your credit. And that's a whole business right now that's, that's come up that's very, very busy because people's credit is not great. Uh, my own personal history, believe it or not, I, I bought carpeting at Home Depot recently. And it was expensive, and the gentleman said, would you like to save $200? I'll give you a Home Depot credit card right now. And I did. And I got home, I was very happy, until about a month later, my wife gets an email from Visa saying, your credit report, your credit score, has gone from 813 to 776. And we were quite alarmed, and I said, what happened? And they told us, have you recently gotten a credit card? And that's what happens. It's, it's a crazy world we live in, but your credit score goes down if you keep getting new credit cards. So you have to be careful like that. But the people who clean up your credit, they'll tell you these things, they'll work with you, you pay them to do it. And what I would say about, it'll take a good eight weeks, but your credit score will definitely go higher 
and hopefully you'll come back to me. If someone wanted to talk with you and find out if you could help them, how could people reach you? Well, I have a website they can reach me via. I have the obviously the, my direct phone number, 516-658-3484. And you can find me at www.quickcommercialcapital.com. I'm literally doing this seven days a week, 24-7. This is very critical to people who need money for their businesses uh, to possibly pay off what they owe already, refinance an existing mortgage. So I have to be basically on call 24-7-7 all, all, all the time. Thank you so much for your time. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening. If you do business on Long Island and want to learn more about the Midday Referral Network, visit our website at middayreferrals with 2 dscom Catch you next time.